Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I'm your host, Jake. And I'm Riff. And I'm your third host, Hot Stuff. Holy crap, guys, it was a sentence, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm so proud of you. It's been a sentence before. It's just sometimes it's sort of an awkward sentence. A loose interpretation of what a sentence is. Yeah. I guess an, a sentence is any string of letters. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> How you been, guys? I've been all right. Uh, my okay. sleep schedule is kind of kind of messed up. I only like just rolled out of bed and brushed my teeth. But how come? What happened? Uh, Did you get into a book or an anime or uh, movie? Little little of all of that. I think probably the biggest thing most recent to blame it on would be Lego Dimensions over the weekend. You sound like you might sl- be have like a slight cold or something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my I'm a little congested just from having uh, just woken up. I think. Okay. Are you going to talk about Lego Dimensions on Video Games Hot Dog, our Video Games Hot Dog podcast? I certainly will. Hooray. Did it just launch? Is that... Uh, yeah, within like the last week or so, I think. Everybody's talking about it for okay. sure. All right. What have, uh, what's been fucking up your schedule? Hot stuff. Uh, me uh, going to Colorado. I, w- I went out and visited some high school friends and went to a wedding. Nice. It was lovely. Good old Dan Bob and Lady Donut Pants. Yes. Does she change her last name to Bob? Uh, head, I think, is probably uh, what she would have changed it to. Lady Donut um, Pants Head. I don't. That's a good question. What part of what part of of Lady Do- Donut Pants is the last name? I think Donut Pants. You think? Yeah. Her first name is unspecified. The null. The null string. Also, I'm pretty sure that Dan Bob uh, is actually just a rank Bob black belt. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, rank Bob Black Belt. Good I played cowboy a, name. I played a good uh, game, which I will also talk about later, I guess. But uh, have you have you seen Code Names? Have you played Code Names at all? At all ever? Hmm. Is it a is it like a board game? It is. It's a card game. I mean, it's a it's a board game. Yeah. Hmm. It's a it's pretty clever. I'll I'll talk about it later on video games. Hot on dog. Our video, video games, games hot dog podcast. Hot dog. Do you guys want to uh, say anything about Kingdom of Loathing? We we added that feature yesterday as the Tuesday update. The breakfast uh, feature. The, yeah, we we refer to it internally as breakfasts. It's a uh, it's I, I changed the names of things to daily reminder. But it's I breakfast, breakfast would be confusing. You need to be reminded to have breakfast. It's a breakfast spindler in our internal tools. Okay. That's good. What do you think? Uh, get like pancakes served to you on a big spike, just like a tall stack of pancakes because oh. they're on a spindle. Like like one of those uh, message things, one of those receipt savers that they have at restaurants. Uh, they just, yeah, that's what a spindle God. is. Yeah, they just stick some pancakes right on that and give it to you. Mm-hmm. How are people not constantly just stabbing them their hands on that thing? Well, it wouldn't. They're not that sharp. They puncture paper just fine. Yeah, but your skin is not paper thin unless you're an old man. I guess you are. Yeah. Is your skin paper thin? For certain kinds of paper. Like the paper that the Necronomicon is made of? Sure. <laughs> Which is itself human skin. Um... So yeah, that's uh, we're we're getting some good feedback from the forums about what things we forgot to put in there, and some surprises about things that we did remember to put in there. Uh, in what in what way? Uh, some things that they didn't expect us to have done, but we did. Oh, I see. A lot of people learning that they had a defective game grid token as a result of this thing. Is that because the option just doesn't show up anymore? Mafia, wait, what? Does the option not show up if you have one? No, it just Mafia just checks it every day, and they did not 
notice that they had like say gotten one in March or whatever. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, you can go into the arcade and check the coin slot on a defective machine, and like every once in a while, it will give you a magical token. Just once per account, though, right? No, you we sure? have not said how it works. I don't. Maybe you can't get more than one. Per I thought account. I thought it was just one. Huh. I don't know. That doesn't sound like the way that I would have done that. Really? But yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, we started. People are very uh, people are very speculative about how the royal scepter is being distributed. Mm. Yeah, um, we, were, we were a little unclear on that internally. <laughs> Say what? I said we were a little unclear on that internally. We had different ideas of what uh, it's what it was good. meant to be and how it was meant to work. Um, that's interesting, though. I think that's going to be that is going to make the con item economically interesting for people. Yeah. It's this kind of thing where I wish that we had been able to tell people this beforehand. Like, this is a reason to buy this thing. I mean, you know what somebody says, though? Supernova Me actually writes, For next year's KOLCon, what you should do is a virtual KOLCon in the Twitch Tower. So, like, one level of the Twitch Tower is KOLCon, and we just draw casino night 12 a- West Main, and yeah, there's Casino Night, and then Board Game Night, and then there's the shop where you can just, for Mr. Accessories, buy previous con items whoa i don't i think that's a pretty good idea actually huh like and i think we should do it next week <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we should do it next week but i i actually really like that idea a lot virtua con Anyway, supernova suggests uh, buy previous kol con items in a store from the past see previous slash future events from previous and future kol cons fight the locals or guests like this year's wizard slash magicians visit kol con locations see jick in the future kol con 37 win the lottery and try to decide whether to sell kol to apple or microsoft have to solve a fiendish puzzle to see hot stuff get drunk eat too much get a special kol con item that lets you cheat and make unlimited mr accessories but it glitches and only makes unlimited mr accessories e-x-c-e-s-s <laughs> Ah, mm-hmm. And you'd get a KOLCon 13 souvenir item. That's my It's not going to be KOLCon 13. It will be KOLCon There is no KOLCon 13. 13. In the twitching time tower it is. It comes from a different time. A time, a time without triskaidekaphobia. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a I, uh, different dimension? Since if we if we never do a KOLCon 13, it won't exist at any point in our timeline. Um. Oh, I... Uh, if you're listening to this, you probably know this, but I published that, uh, finally, the episode of the KOL podcast that I recorded with Mr. Skullhead while he oh. was there at Con, um, and it was nice. Did that go in the, the same feed that mm-hmm. the old ones did? Wow. Yeah, because the podcast feed was always both shows, and it just uh, worked. I just uploaded it, and it didn't care about the gap. Like, it just automatically... I just wrote some PHP code to automatically generate that XML feed whenever it gets requested, Right, and it doesn't really seem to have any problems, although we did... Uh, disappear from the rankings so we either got really unpopular all of a sudden uh, after it remaining pretty stable for many years or something happened and we're not we don't meet the criteria for inclusion in itunes rankings or something there was there was a period of time where it was like if you don't make your logos bigger you can't be on here anymore right because it was like adjusting stuff for retina displays when those started to come out i don't remember hearing anything recently about that ios 9 came out so it's possible that that has caused a bunch of kerfuffle in the like podcast space somehow Hmm. let me see if uh 
everyone has just stopped listening to our podcasts. How do you know? Uh, using PodTrack. Just ask everybody. Yeah, hey everybody, have you stopped listening to this? How would they tell me? <laughs> PodTrack so, just tracks downloads, right? It doesn't actually track uh, ears visited, right? Yeah. Because like one person could download it and a thousand people could hear it, or a thousand people could download it and one person could listen to it, and we wouldn't know. It doesn't seem to have fallen off precipitously or anything. Numbers are about the same. Train hot dog star is rising. Good. <laughs> uh, well, do you want to get to some other questions? Sure. F writes, if there's no KOLCon next year, can you recommend a convention during that part of the year? You know, DragonCon was fun the few times that we went, but I haven't been lately. It was getting too crowded yeah. for my tastes. <clears throat> but maybe your tastes are like lots more fat cosplay nerds. It's it's just the density of people. It doesn't matter whether they're in cosplay the or The density not. of each individual one? <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's pretty high. Oh, speaking of which, Somersalter says, How big are familiars compared to the adventurer? I would imagine dog slash cat size for most of them. And then there's the spooky pirate skeleton and the NPZR. How do they fit in the terrarium? Well, they shrink down to go in there. And the, their size is measured by weight. You know, they're from 1 to 20 pounds, depending on... You know your buffs and stuff, or you know one to a hundred pounds. Or they don't just become more and more dense. Uh, well, it depends. Some of them do. Uh, some of them some actually of them grow in size. Actually grow in size. Yeah. Huh. You know, it depends. The ones that are made out of uh, ice don't compress. Okay. You know. What about the ones that sort of float? How does that work? Uh, they become uh, more. Uh, they have a buoyant, chewy center, which I refer to <laughs> as chewyant. Okay. Is a is a candy ghost full of boogit? Yes. A hero called Frog says, Do you collect numbers on which option to fight Dr. Awkward people choose the most? Which one do you think it is? Whichever one Mafia automatically picks. <laughs> I started tracking it today, so uh, <laughs> if somebody asks again in six months, we'll have six months worth of data on which one of those gets picked. Um. A couple minutes after I did it, two people had chosen the first option, and one person had chosen the second option. Basically, this is when you go to fight Dr. Awkward for the for the final time, you can pick one of three things to say to him as you attack, and it is, war is, war, sir, is raw, egad, no bondage, or Ava, can I stack Rod's sad-ass dork cats in a cave? <laughs> and, which is a pretty good palindrome. Yeah. That was my favorite uh, one for a long time until uh, I discovered... Uh, um, Stacy's super aware yeah, pussy cats, super aware yeah, pussy cats, yeah, because yeah, it just doesn't look like a palindrome. Oh, so good, so good. That and smut orcs deliver reviled scrotums. <laughs> how how long do you think uh, Stacy's has been around? Like when when was that discovered? I only found out about it fairly recently. Yeah, a couple. I feel like I a couple years ago. Yeah, is when I learned about it, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, did it require a computer? Yeah, it probably did. I mean, is there a computer that's just like sitting there thinking real hard about palindromes? Probably. I mean, that seems like a pretty solvable, right? To make them like the length that you could say, right? Because I mean, a computer in the 70s generated the one that's like a billion words, you know, a man, a plan, and then a billion words, and then a canal Panama. Right. So I imagine that the possibility space for small ones 
has been exhaustively plumbed, but maybe their word set didn't include proper nouns or something. Right. I mean, a lot of them do. I mean, madam, I'm madam, right? Classic, classic palindrome, probably discovered by hand. By Lewis Carroll. The hand of Lewis Carroll. <laughs> is Adam the first proper noun? He probably is the first palindrome. He was the first palindrome. And mm-hmm. and he said, God, can you make me a companion? And he said, sure, how about a madam? Yeah, give me a bird rib. Very good. It's a palindrome. Bird rib is a palindrome. Adam gave God dog a rib. God dog. Yo, he Zoku says, hello, what color is the unsmooth velvet supposed to be? Uh, that's the velvet from the velvet slash gold mine. I imagine it a deep burgundy. A Ron burgundy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Tal the Wicked says, thanks for the info on the limoncello. I did mine slightly different by using a vegetable peeler very lightly on the peel of the lemon. I did three weeks of the peels in Everclear 190 proof. I strained the peels out and then made a one-to-one sugar syrup and let it mix together for two weeks. Pretty good stuff. Uh, what would my spooky Halloween name be? What was the regular name? Tal the Wicked. I'm going to say Tal the Wicked who produces Limoncello. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, come on. Wicked is already already kind of spoopy. Uh, Tal the Wicked this way comes. Sure. Even Tally we all die, the Wicked. (laughs) Ooh, that was good. To tell the the wicked sharp like a knife that someone uses to stab another person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, boy, you know, I wish I liked limoncello more. We made a lot of it because it was fun, but I don't really like drinking it that much. It's just like drinking sugar. How do you suppose those cherries are doing? Do we still have some cherries that are... Uh, did, we didn't eat them all. Right? I don't think we... St- I don't think those still exist anywhere. Okay. <laughs> They've completely dissolved. You know, we didn't... We intended to eat the cherries, but what we ended up doing was discovering that if you just drink the whiskey, it's better. Yep. Because uh, the cherries get real nasty if you let them soak in whiskey for a year or however Five long we did years. it. It's probably, it's almost like 10 years at this point that some of them have been in there. That's probably true. Weren't we going to, so we were going to open a bar and get like a big, a big giant jar and every month we were going to make some whiskey cherries for use in drinks and like mm-hmm. selling to people and stuff. Let's do it. Uh, okay. Let's open a bar. Okay. Can I borrow some money? <laughs> the, uh, the footlocker across the street has shut down. Oh yeah. We could open a shoe bar. Uh, Mathematical says, and I, I, Mathematical, we met at KOLCon. I think he's the one who played Splendor with me. Okay. Uh, I can't stop talking about Splendor on podcasts. Is it a game Mm -hmm. that you liked? It is. As a relatively new player to KOL, around one year, I've picked up on a little negative energy from some of the community and even the dev team. The community seems focused on the good old days and promises of yesteryear, and the devs seem burned out and tired of trying to please everyone. That bums me out. For whatever it's worth, I'm having an absolute blast, and I hope KOL is something you can continue to have fun developing. While there may be a loud segment of the population who complains and cries the end is nigh, screw those guys. Have fun, and know that there are still fresh eyes viewing your jokes, puzzles, and mediocre artistic talent and really enjoying it. Hey, that was really great until you described my artistic (laughs) talent as mediocre. Um... It's uh, it's primitive. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's 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 valuable to get perspective like that. And I, you know, it it's weird because the times. I don't 
pick when to record these, right? We just do it at the same time every week. And sometimes I'm in a really bad mood and it sounds like I'm sad and don't like working on the game. And sometimes I'm really stressed out. And sometimes I'm like in Arizona and I don't want to be anymore. And that was what happened that time that everybody said I was real sad and didn't like KOL anymore. I like KOL. I like working on KOL. I need to do less of it if our company is to have a future. That's how I feel. Or or uh, a bunch of new people need to start playing and donating to KOL. Yeah. I, either one would be an, a viable option. Either one would work. But thank you, Mathematical, for, for uh, being a cool guy and being nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... We just need to ride whatever wave uh, uh, until we can become, like, retro and cool again. And We just need to get 20 years old, and then it'll come back. We're getting there. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, Jehuzdui says, hey, what is the Debbie tattoo on that 70s volcano a reference to? The best I can think of is Debbie Harris or maybe Debbie Jacobs. Do you mean Debbie Harry? Uh, but those, those don't seem to be particularly jokey. Is it a reference to the gal that does Dallas? Is it a reference to the Oblongs? Is it a reference to that Christian Slater movie, Heathers, Oblongs. which had exactly zero Debbies in it? Yeah, did you ever see the Oblongs? I don't mm-mm. think so. It was a cartoon Wait. that was on Adult Swim. Sometimes the dad like didn't yeah, have arms or legs. One of them had two heads. Okay, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. it was like a family that lived next to a chemical plant, and they all had these weird. They were they were like gross, but not grotesque. Like they were drawn sort of cute, and it was kind of funny. And I think maybe Will Ferrell was the voice of the dad, and mm. it was, I, it was one of those cartoons that was just on Adult Swim even though it just like only seemed to maybe last a couple seasons and got canceled. Like the Dilbert cartoon was on there or maybe just on cartoon network late at night, like not on adult swim. There was a cartoon called mission Hill that was on for yeah, a while. That I was, remember that, that was, I remember that being pretty good. Yeah, it was. All right. Um, there's just a few like, you know, things that didn't quite make it that were kind of of that, like cartoons for adults vintage. But yeah. I did see a bunch of episodes of the oblongs for whatever weird reason, just because it was on at a time when I was awake and had television or whatever. But no, uh, so it is, uh, there is an episode of that 70s show where Eric Foreman gets a tattoo and it says Debbie. That's it. (laughs) Huh. I searched, I googled that 70s show tattoo and it was like, there's an episode called The One Where Eric Gets a Tattoo. Wow. And he just gets a tattoo that says Debbie. Did you watch the episode? I did not. So I don't know if he knows someone named Debbie or if he just thinks it would be funny because he's drunk. Is his mom's name Debbie? I don't think so. His mom looks like Mr. Skullhead's mom, whose name is Debbie. Okay. His mom looks... The mom on that 70s show looks a lot like Mr. Skullhead's mom. Huh. It's weird. Uh, Kurtwood Smith does not look like Mr. Skullhead's dad. Do you think... uh, Mr. Skullhead looks like Ashton Kutcher. I don't. Okay. Suzanne Ree says, hey guys, I had a question. Maybe it's been asked before. How is the item of the month process? Do you guys just sit at a table and discuss it or does an idea just pop up? Do you guys start the month with no idea what next month's item of the month will be or is there a small plan schedule? What item of the month was the most fun to make? Love your show. Smiley face. Oh, thank you, Suzanne Ree. It varies a lot. A lot of the time I will post a thread in our internal what we call a wiki i guess it's technically a wiki because anyone can edit anything but really it's just a sort of a message board and task tracking system that we've developed that's real specific to our workflow um 
I mean, for the most part, it comes down to like me looking at old posts where we've tried to come up with item of the month ideas or trying to figure out like starting with flavor and then pinging everybody to say, hey, like come up with some mechanics for what this might do or vice versa. And then deciding, you know, a few days before the end of the month and then getting really stressed out and pissed <laughs> off and freaking out. And then it's and then it's late and it sucks. And I, we um, uh, we often try to base it around the month. This yep. is like some months are much easier to theme than others. Although it's getting harder and harder to like do a Christmas thing we haven't done or a Halloween sure. thing we haven't done. You know, for a while it was like, oh, March is uh, Alice, Alice in Wonderland March. month because the March hair was the March item of the month nine years ago. And then we like went on from there, you know, we then May decided that May was month. experimental month, but now every month is kind of experimental month. Like May was when we felt pretty comfortable, like introducing a new slot for something like, because it was like, this will be something we haven't done before. Like that came from the time that I was in New York and spend a lot of time walking around on the roof, smoking cigars and thinking about stuff. Uh, and that's when we made the slime tube. And that's, let's see, what else did I do? I made, the seal clubbing mm-hmm. stuff, which is not great. I figured out what I want to do with that. And I keep forgetting that that's like on my docket of projects to take on. Cause it's like not the thing that I want to do is not, I don't think more than a couple days work and it would be cool. I think. And fun. It'd be a little, little bit of world building and you know, I don't know. Seal clubbers are good, I guess because of their banish. That's become the most important thing. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, we like we're trying something this month that I don't know if it's going to work or not. My goal is to make three items of the month this month and I know what they're going to be and basically how they're going to work. But one of them is a charter and I have no idea. Like, I think that to do that might just end up taking up the entire month. We need to be a little careful because it will. The item of the month will sort of expand to fill the available space. And the time that we have to that's, make that's it. Sort of, yeah. that's I mean, you know, an item of the month used to be like an item, <laughs> right? I mean, compare the Jekyll and Hyde belt to the, like, the the Jillo lantern to that '70s volcano. I mean, that, that Jill, the Jillo lantern, like you know, compare the Jillo lantern to the Puck Man, right? So, first item of the month familiar to the most recent item of the month familiar. Puck Man still has like twelve items associated with it, right? Right. It's still just it, there's so much more. There needs to be so much more to them now or nobody will buy them. Right. Which is weird because, I mean, they're selling less than items of the month did 10 years ago, even though they do less or they do more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, there it, were, that's there not were, weird. The competition was zero, right? Like, Yeah, it's true. So, like, that's a... People already have stuff that do in a lot of slots that do things and they don't necessarily feel the need to get new stuff. Although we, we have not done a VIP room item in a while. Yeah, they were saying in January is every VIP item out of standard. I don't know. I almost feel like that would be okay. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean... it Like... I, I'm sort of made peace with the maybe the bookshelf just not being a thing in competitive play anymore, and I'm fine with that. Like it's been so liberating to just be able to make things that don't have to be constrained by being exactly as fiddly as the thing that they're sharing a slot with or whatever. And somebody described the 
the Spookla Wiener Dog as being fiddly to use, which is frustrating to me because what what do you have to do? I guess you have to you have to well so go places and do things in its initial fucked up state. Uh, it was less fiddly because it didn't only advance the counter on combats, and I can probably make it not. Uh, no, it's fine. almost everything is either a combat or a choice adventure at this point. So the way that it worked was fine in testing when I hadn't like adventured anywhere. But then when I went to a zone that I had spent like a thousand turns in, it was just like, oh, here's just encounter after encounter after encounter with this spookalooiner dog. Right. Like, oh right, these needs to be tracked differently. Um, I think that Chris is probably right that what I should have done was instead of just incrementing a flag every time you have a fight in a zone, I should have set a turn threshold whenever there isn't one, like have it work the way that mon- wandering monsters work. Hmm. Um, so that way the flag yeah. only has to get updated whenever you encounter, whenever you uh, encounter the dog again, do you, and that would also make it not fucked up the way that people are perceiving it being fucked up where like, hipster fights advance the counter even though they're free but choice adventures don't and stuff like that and i think that i think that's what they're describing as fiddly right mm-hmm. because if there's a zone that you don't you want the five turn encounter with the spookloweener dog out of but you don't want to spend any more turns there than you have to um People are annoyed at the the stat gains, but I don't think they've noticed how that works. Yeah, it didn't seem like it. Yeah, so that like you'll you'll figure it out, and it will it will seem less goofy. I mean, probably still suboptimal. But. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, people don't. But I mean, it's like either that or a, a plus percent stats buff, right? I mean, right. it's all. I forget what the third thing is in that particular one. Yeah, I don't remember either. Anyway. Um, yeah, this time, the item of the month process was just don't do anything until, like, the day before the end of the month and then have it be, like, five days late. Because there was a camping trip. <laughs> and a wedding and everybody was out of town and everything was awful. Um, so, sorry, that was so late. I'm glad that people think it's cute. Bongloaf69 says, so after what happened on the September 24th episode, are you going to make a podcast question generator? Because if you aren't, you should. P.S. That Bongloaf69 account was me. Um, yeah, I think every account name that we made up got seized upon. Wow. it's a lot of account names. We could just make a KOL account generator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Garlale says, first, thanks so much for the Thursday update. Life just got so much more convenient. Oh, that was the one where uh, when you look at the item, an item description of a potion, it lists the blue text of the potion's effect mm. in the item description, which, yes, that was very easy. And you're right that it was real handy, especially in the days of mouse overs, uh, mouse over item description pop ups in inventory. Um, so, yeah. Second, and completely unrelated, I'm curious if you have any information about how well KOL retains new players. Friends I've tried to recruit over the years have either become lifelong players or dropped it after a day or two, and I'm curious if that's just my imagination. No, that's absolutely what happens. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, maybe half a percent of people end up sticking around. 
And, you know, that's fine. It's it's not for everybody. Schlorp says, how about some new donation messages? I feel bad that Riff's mom is getting yet another copy of the new Haruki Murakami novel for her birthday again this year. <laughs> no, that's just their tradition. Uh, Yojimbo's Law says, incoming item of the month related nerd questions here and really, really dense non-item of the month related nerd question. Could you give as precise a description as possible of the wiener adventure mechanics? Like, is there a counter? If so, what increments it? I.e. non-free combats ended? Since it's possible to get wiener adventures with the doghouse boarded up, what does boarding up the doghouse even do? <sighs> right. Boarding up the doghouse stops that flag from incrementing. This is really, it's really bad. It's really inefficient the way that it's currently implemented. Yeah, the way that the the, the flag implementation currently is. Um, but yeah, maybe I didn't advance it on fights that don't take a turn. Now that I think about it, because it's like I stopped it from advancing in the Spelunky zones so that you don't get dogs in Spelunky. Hmm. Uh, I stopped it in the wolf fights because that's just fucking broken because those things break everything because I did the thing that I got so mad at Sorab for doing in Word Realms, where I tried to just, like, shoehorn a minigame into the existing fight system. That has caused all kinds of headaches. Yep. Uh, I've been doing some work in symbolic dynamics for a thesis, and I was hoping to use a slight generalization of KOL's monster selection process as a toy example, since I've done some math with it in previous papers, and it's actually a really neat mechanic, a mechanism. So I was wondering if you'd be able to clarify a thing about the standard 75% rejection rate applied to monsters compa- uh, comprising your last five combats in a zone. My understanding in the wikis is that if a monster is rejected in this fashion, then it can still end up as your chosen adventure, i.e. it goes back into the pool that monsters are randomly chosen from. Is this true? Uh, if not, could you please explain what actually happens? If you don't know, could you please find out and let me know eventually? Thanks for taking the time to sift through this wall of text. I am almost sure that that is how it works. Although, um, let's see. I'm going to just uh, log on to dev and I'll read that actually code. Look at the code block. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Last mon, I think. Okay, so we get last mon queue. We pull the array out of it. So then... There's a lot of stuff commented out. Uh, this uh, script is actually... Okay, so we've got all of those things. That is where it has picked a monster. So then it is uh, reforming the queue. There's a thing with the comment in all caps, this makes me nervous, dot, dot, dot. Um... That's something where I am in the case of a zone that has a fallback monster. It just ignores the conditional for that monster. So it would be possible for us to really screw this up. Uh, Okay, so you can ignore the queue if you have olfacted the monster. You it it so it ignores the queue if you have uh, Jarlsberg cream olfacted. Okay, the monster. Um, okay, so if, as it's cycling through picking monsters, uh, if you can't, so it builds a list of the monsters in the zone. If the conditional fails, it just puts the monster in an array of rejected monsters. If the monster is in the array of rejected monsters, it rejects it. Uh, if you don't have the right flag... 
it puts it in the array of rejected monsters. If it is in the queue and empty rand one four is not equal to four, it skips it, but doesn't put it in the, in the array of rejected monsters. So yeah, it does just, it has a 75% chance of skipping it, but leaving it in the list of, of possibilities. So you still can sometimes encounter a monster twice in a row. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that, that is how that works. Um, sorry to everyone for whom that was boring. Hi, Asim, says Phil. I'm a bit behind on the podcast, so sorry if this has already been asked, but do you think you could make Alice's army beep or something when someone joins your game? I recently started working essentially all day in an office, so being able to run that in the background without having to check back every five minutes would be great. Thanks for the cool pooch, Dergeist. Phil. <sighs> I'm reluctant to add sound. Touch that, and I'm reluctant to add sound. So... I can see why you want that, but probably not. Does anybody play Alice's Army anymore? Possible. Somebody does. Blister Guy says, I recently bought a new laptop that runs Windows 10, and for some reason, KOL's images in Chrome look very pixelated. I vaguely remember you mentioning something about this on the podcast. Did you ever figure out a way to fix it? Thanks. No, it's just about inconsistent rendering across browsers on super high-res screens. Like, we've reached the point where, like, displaying a GIF is now a thing that exhibits really significant browser incompatibilities. And that sucks. It's really annoying. Um, because it does a lot of interpolation on images that just doesn't work on our images. And the solution that, you know, web devs would have you consider is redo all of your images, but we have, you know, tens of thousands of individual images that we are not going to redo. Like, it would just be a year's worth of work uh, for very little benefit. There are some directives for making it just pixel scale images, which is what we want, right? If you're on a retina screen, we basically just want the images to be doubled in size and each pixel be represented by four pixels because it's okay for it to look pixelated because that's what actually makes the font on zone icons legible and not blurry and stuff like that but it's like not every browser supports that directive and the ones that do seem to support it kind of inconsistently and it breaks across versions because it's like you know it's a weird new problem and so in those software development communities it becomes a sort of dogma battlefield Hmm. and uh, yeah it's uh, man it's a mess Web dev is a mess, and yeah, no just it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. We're all doomed, guys. But that's okay. Nobody cares about websites anymore. Everybody just uses their phone, so everything is an app. Uh, Lupus Force says, I recently heard a set of nine monsters receive factoids, but something was preventing them from showing up in the deck. I was wondering what happened to those monsters. Uh, also, it'd be cool if the Crimbico monsters were added to the deck. That was one of my first Crimbos. The writing always gets a chuckle out of me. It doesn't hurt that the best game ever already has facts. Um... Thank you for making such a great game. Well, thank you, Lupus4. There are various reasons that those monsters don't show up in the deck, even though they've been given... Like, not having factoids was just one reason that they could be rejected. Like, being no putty was another one. Most of the things in that list already had factoids. There were, like, one or two that I added factoids to. Yeah. Um, And... 
Yeah, I mean, some of them, like, I can look at them. Riff, I know in the Slack you posted the list of item IDs or monster IDs that people were asking you about. Like, I can go through and just see if I can, like, remove the code execution from those or the flags that they set or whatever. Because it doesn't hurt to be able to fight them, and it doesn't hurt to be able to copy them if they don't do anything important. But it just, I had to have some criteria to not, like, let you fax in something that was going to fuck up a quest. Right. Or, sorry, draw out of the deck something that was going to fuck up a quest. Um RGB2 sent in uh, this uh, customer service request. Customer service, since you know a lot about this game, you should tell Jick to update, though, with new features like food competitions to see who has the best foods. We have the best foods. People in the East have the Hellmans. That might be the opposite. Supernova and me says, if you don't do a Crimbo path, you could add Crimbo to the Twitch Tower. Visit past and future Crimbos and Crimboweens. Be able to build onto old toys again. Or be able to build old toys again. Hmm. We did that once and no, like, some people got mad and some people didn't care. There was nobody that was, like, happy about being able to build old toys out of their old ingredients. Those things, all those toys cost nothing in the mall anyway. Still. Uh, Kuerty says, I love the Halloweener dog. Can you make it so we can see his animation when playing with him? Yes, I should do that because mm-hmm. that's one place that it doesn't show up. Man, I was expecting, uh, I was like, hey, make me a bunch of cool animations with this. And you were like, fuck, what if I spend a whole day trying to make one and not be satisfied with it? I'm like, yeah. oh, sorry, hot stuff. It's Squiggle Vision is tough, at least in the, the way that I work. Um, and so I could have either gotten rid of that and started over or... What's the real word for that? West taught it. West taught us that the other day. Oh, there's a, there's a word for it? Yeah. Line... Wobble. Mangle. Line wobbler. Jingo Django. Word for squiggle vision. The first time I remember seeing it was Dr. Katz or yeah. something. Or maybe uh, Don Hertzfeld, actually, before that. I think Dr. Katz was before I saw anything out of, out of uh, Don Hertzfeld. What is this? So, Urban Dictionary's definition of squiggle vision is about watching scrambled porn, which is not... (laughs) Wow. I mean, you're lucky that that's that's the least of what it might have said to you. What if I search our Slack for squiggle? No. What if I search the actual channel for squiggle? What if I search for a line? That's probably going to have a lot of results. I'm going to find this, guys. I'm going to find it. Thrilling Google hour. Google search hour, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm searching the Slack. No, there's 11 pages of results. I'm not going to search through all that. Jeez, guys. Whose terrible idea was this? Um... Can I make up for that idea by having the idea that we go get some sushi? Yes. All right. Let's do that. Uh, guys, I've had a great time recording this episode of the Kingdom of Loathing podcast with you, and I hope uh, I hope you have had a good time, too, and I hope we do it again soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us, and I hope you'll stay tuned for a Video Games Hot Dog. That doesn't make any sense, because it's not like it comes on after this. I hope you will wait while we eat sushi and then listen to Video Games Hot Dog as we're recording it. I hope that you are sitting outside <laughs> the studio with a drinking glass that you've stolen from the parkside next door, pressed against the window so that you can hear us from out there. And I hope that the traffic isn't too loud uh, for you to be able to pick out our little jokes and gags and bits and japes. Wow. 
And until you do, make a hamburger out of farts. (laughs) It's a lot of hopes. Good night, everybody. Have a great week, everyone.